Hey ladies, welcome to the 18-Minute Revolution, a podcast whose focus is on transforming the lives of women so they can dream again, hope again, and live a life on their own terms. I am your host, Pastor P, two-time award-winning author and literary strategist. I teach emerging storytellers how to tap into their creativity, turn those words into stories that transforms the lives of others. The 18-Minute Revolution is empowering, inspiring, and created to push you to the next level. Welcome once again to another episode of the 18-Minute Revolution. Today's episode comes from Matthew 4, 1 through 11, Standing My Ground. I'm going to read Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 18 from the Message Bible as a foundation. And that about wraps it up. God is strong and he wants you strong. So take everything the master has set out for you, well-made weapons of the best material, and put them to use so you'll be able to stand up to everything the devil throws you away. This is no afternoon athletic contest that you'll walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. This is for keeps, a life or death fight to the finish against the devil and all his angels. Be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get, every weapon God has issued, so that when it's all over, But the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. Learn how to apply them. You'll need them throughout your life. God's word is an indispensable, essential, crucial, vital weapon. I'm going to say that again. God's word is an indispensable, essential, crucial, vital weapon. In the same way, prayer is essential in its outgoing, ongoing warfare, warfare. Pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. The Spirit of God led Jesus into the wilderness. The wilderness is that desert place, that place of solitude, that place of desolate. It is for the sole purpose to be tempted, proved, to be examined. And it says, by the devil. Yeah, by the devil. But Ephesians has already told us what we need to do in the battle, in the warfare, in the testings of time, in the testings of our faith. When we're going through struggles in life, the word of God already tells us what to do. God is strong He wants us to be strong, so we take everything that the master has given us. Well-made weapons of best material. So the Bible said that Jesus was led into this wilderness by the Spirit of God to be tested by the devil. 
I've often wondered in my most dire uh, testings that I've gone through in life, why did God allow me to go through those things? And there has been some testings and some spiritual warfare that I truly believe God led me into because those are those tests and that's the spiritual warfare. And it's in those moments that I need to know what I'm made out of. After being in the Lord all these years and being under the word of God and teaching the word of God and proclaiming the word of God, there's coming days and there are coming times in which the spirit of God is going to lead us into a test that we will find the most challenging, the most difficult, the most wretching, the most struggles, the most uh, heartbreak. These are the moments and the tests that's going to come and see what you are made out of. What has been deposited in you over the years that has prepared you, equipped you, set you apart, for such a time as this, the spirit of the Lord led Jesus into the wilderness to be examined by the devil. Think about that. To be proven by the devil. In this place of temptation and testing, it's not necessarily because you're in any sin. You may have not done anything wrong and God is not punishing you. It's only a test. Oh my God, it's only a test. But look what we have. We have an arsenal of equipment, an arsenal of weapons that we use and can use at our disposal at any time. We are in a test. We are going into um, very difficult moments and times and season into the wilderness, into the wilderness, that dry place. Have you ever been in a place in your season in life that it's been dry? It's been a wilderness. You have felt like you were all by yourself, even in the midst of a crowded, of being in a crowded place. I have been there where I have been surrounded by other people, but I was in this fight all by myself. Yes, God sent me other people to help me along the way and to encourage me and to pray for me, but the fight the struggle, the warfare, that was between me and the enemy. Yeah. And I had to have the will to live. I had to have the mindset that I was going to get the victory no matter what. It was hard. It was difficult. There was times that the struggle seemed so impossible. I surely understand that saying, the struggle is real. Because I was in that dark place where I didn't think it was even capable, that I was even capable of getting out. But I had to rely on the word of God. I had to rely on the word of God. I had to go deep in my spirit and pull out scriptures. I had to pray more dil diligently in the Holy Spirit because that was the only thing keeping me alive. The word of God prayer, praying in the Holy Ghost and the prayers of the saints. All right. So Jesus was led into the spirit, into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, to be examined. God was testing Jesus to see what was in him. 
Now, don't you think God already knew that about his only son? Yeah, God already knew what was in Jesus. But as an example, Jesus had to go through all these tests for us. Yeah. Do you realize that every time Jesus taught a parable or went through his own testings and, and sufferings, those are examples for us as believers because there is nothing, um, you know, there's nothing exciting. As we come into the Lord, let me, let me, let me explain what I mean. When we come into the Lord, some of us may have gotten the impression that all that nothing, you know, ever goes wrong with believers. Let me tell you something. If you've never been in a struggle before and the enemy has never been, you know, on your coattail, if that has never happened to you before, I would probably kind of question how dangerous am I in this kingdom? How dangerous am I in the kingdom? So being a believer, it's not, you know, all hunky-dory. It's not everything going well. No, it is a daily fight every single day. I have to get up and I have to declare the word of the Lord over my life. And I have to make a conscious decision every single day that I'm going to believe the word no matter what. I'm going to trust and believe God no matter what, that I believe the scriptures no matter what, and that I'm more than a conqueror because that's what God's word says to me. So God already knew what was in Jesus. But as, a, as an example, Jesus wanted to show us the principles that we needed to use when we go into our own wilderness to prove the character, to prove his character. How can Jesus sympathize with us if he's never gone through it? Because the Bible says that he has sympathized with our weakness, but yet he was without sin. So we serve a Savior who has gone there before us, who has experienced what we are experiencing, but he's come out victorious, and he is our living example. So the tests that we go through in the wilderness that we experience, these tests prove our character. It proves if we are really going to rely on the Word of God. It really does. Because as as long as you, you know, have been in the Lord and has been studying the word of God and been praying, you know, according to the scriptures, there's coming a test a day where you're going to be in the wilderness. And in this wilderness, it's going to feel like you are all by yourself. In this wilderness, it's going to be a deserted place. In this wilderness, every door that could be open will be closed. I'm going to repeat that. Every possible door that you think you go through, you'll go through will be closed. Why? Because those are moments where God wants to show you how big, how strong and mighty he is so that he gets all the glory, not man. So the tests come to see what's inside of you. And I ask you, what is inside of you? Is it the word of God? Is that what you're relying on when you go into this desert, when you go into this hard place, this this place that is solitary, this place that is just it feels like it's just you and the Lord and, of course, the enemy who is on your coattail. There is a scripture for every test, every trial and every demon. There is a scripture for every test, every trial, and every every demon. You know, in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians 6, um, this teaches us 
how we are to stand our ground in the midst of the wilderness, in the midst of these deserted places. These are, uh, in, in Ephesians, this, you know, teaches us about the weapons that we have, the weapons that God has deposited within us and the weapons that we, ne- we need when we go into battle. When we go into battle, this is our arsenal. This is the indispensable, essential, crucial, vital weapon, the Word of God. The Word of God. So the only thing we need to be quoting when we're going through these difficult challenges in life, this desert place, when we're being tempted and tried of the enemy, is the Word of God. Because why? That's what God has given us as a weapon of our warfare. They're not carnal in God, but they're mighty in God for the pulling down strongholds. And let me tell you something else. The enemy only recognizes the Word of God. Oh, that's good. The enemy is only going to recognize the word of God, not our not our complaining, not our groaning, not our tears. He only responds to the word of God. And that's what Jesus did to the enemy. He gave him the word of word of God. So as you grow in God, the tests are going to get harder. Yeah, they are. They're going to get harder. They're going to be more intense. They're going to be more hostile because the more you grow in the Lord, the more equipped you're going to be to stand against the the wiles of the the devil. Those little quizzes. Okay, come on now. Those little quizzes that we had in between these big old tests only prepared us for the test that gets greater. The test that will come to prove and to get us to that next level. In order for us to get to the next level and to get the kind of breakthrough we really need, we need these kind of tests. Yeah, we need these types of tests. And these are the types of tests that we will constantly be taking over and over again as we grow in the things of God. Now, the teacher has been preparing you and I all along. Yeah, the teacher has been giving giving us little quizzes here and there. (laughs) These little quizzes were getting you ready for such a time as this. So I learned to stand my ground. I learned to stand up against the enemy because when I speak the word of God, he has to obey. When I speak the word of God in my situation, the enemy has to obey. That's what he recognizes. He recognizes the word, he recognizes the blood. Yeah, he he recognizes the cross. And these are weapons that we have. These are the weapons that we can use at our disposal. These are the weapons we need throughout our life. God's word. Just like prayer is essential in ongoing warfare. You pray hard and we pray for one another. But we also use a weapon to fight off. Our enemy. Attention aspiring authors, faith-based leaders, women of faith, coaches, and thought leaders. Everyone has a story to tell. Don't let anyone else tell your story. Our stories and experiences in life are not for us, but for others. Your story is the answer to someone's problem or pain. Why keep it to yourself? Share it with the world. Someone is waiting on you to tell it. 
Would you like to finally get your book written and published so that you can use your expertise to monetize and build a sustainable and profitable business? Are you ready to have your voice heard, your story read, and earn money in the process? If your answer is yes, I've created something I know can help you do just that. It's the Storytellers Academy Toolkit. This downloadable toolkit is filled with cheat sheets, checklists, templates, and more. Inside the toolkit, you'll learn how to use story mapping that will help you outline your story in less time. Be given ideas on creating a marketing plan from the ideal bank filled with 20 plus ideas on ways to promote your book before, during, and after publication. Not sure how to get your book copywritten? Don't worry, we've got you covered with this cheat sheet that gives you the step-by-step -step process on how to get it done. This toolkit is valued at over $1,200, but is priced for only $37. Visit storytellersacademy.org toolkit and download the $37 toolkit today. I'm going to pick it up in Matthew chapter 4, verse 2. And he, and he went without food for 40 days and for 40 nights, and later he was hungry. And the tempter came to him and said, If you are God's son, command these stones to be made bread. And he replied, It is written, Man shall not live and be upheld and sustained by bread alone, but every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city and placed him in the temple in the sanctuary. And he said to him, If you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will give his angels charge over you, and they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against the stone. And Jesus said to him, on the other hand, it is written, you shall not tempt or test or try exceedingly the Lord your God. And the devil took him up to a very high place into the mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory, its splendor, its magnificence, its premiums and its excellence, all of them. And he said unto him, These things all together, all taken together, I will give you. And you will prostrate, if you will prostrate yourself before me and do homage and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it has been written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone shall you serve. I'm going to read this again in verse 8. Again, the devil took him up to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdom of the world and all of its glory, its splendor, its magnificence, its preeminence, and his excellence. And he said to them, these things all taken together, I will give you. If you will prostrate yourself before me in homage and worship me. And then Jesus said unto him, be gone, Satan, for it has been written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him alone shall you serve. So the devil tempted Jesus in three areas. First of all, the scripture said that Jesus was hungry. He was heaven fasting 40 days and for 40 nights. And then he took him up to look, uh, he took him into the, the sanctuary and showed him or tried to tempt him to commit suicide because then the angels of God would come to his rescue. And then he took him up into the high mountains and showed him all the glory and said, if you will worship me, I will give all this unto you. In 1 John 2 and 16, John says this, 
that it is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life that keeps us out of fulfilling the promises of God. And these things are of the world. So being that Jesus in all three of these areas, these are the same areas that the enemy will tempt us in, will try us in, will test us in, in every level, in every situation, in every stage in which we are at in our walk with God, everything that the enemy throws our way, we are to combat that with, of course, the word of God. If we're dealing with the lust of the flesh, we got to come with the word of God. If we're dealing with the lust of the eyes, we got to come with the word of God. And if we're dealing with the pride of life, we have to own that, meaning that we have to uh, confess that, acknowledge it. And we got to be clear. We got to be we have to have the breakthrough in that. It's all the ploy of the enemy to get us to break ranks with God, the lust of the flesh. That, ha- that That is catering to our own passion and our own desires when God tells us we can't have it. The lust of the eye is things that we see that we want. It's things that we covet. It's the lust of the, of the eye. It's, it's, you know, it's money. The Bible says that the love of it, money, is the root of all evil. It's wanting stuff that just for the sake of wanting it. And not even for the sake of needing it or wanting to bless somebody else. It's the lust of the eyes. If I see it, I want it. Those cravings. And then the pride of life. Being so haughty. Being so puffed up in pride. Meaning that you're so arrogant. And nobody can tell you anything that you're doing wrong. Because why? How can they? You know it all. So these are areas in which the enemy is coming to try and test Jesus. And every time he came, Jesus gave him the word of God. So Jesus' response, it is written, it is written, it is written. Deuteronomy 31, 8 says this, It is the Lord who goes before you. He will march with you. He will not fail you or let you go or forsake you. Let there be no cowardness or flinching. Listen, don't you dare flinch in this fight. You are not a coward. Fear not, neither become broken in spirit, depressed, dismayed, unnerved, or with alarm. Listen to what Deuteronomy 31 says. Don't you dare flinch at the fight you are battling. Don't fear Don't become broken in your spirit. Don't become depressed, dismayed, unnerved, and unnerved with alarm. Don't panic. Don't fear. Why? Because this test is just that, only a test. When tests come, are you panicking? Are you worried? Are you anxious? Do you walk in fear? God said, don't. You don't have to because I'm with you. I had to learn to feed myself the right diet. Come on. I had to learn to feed myself the right diet because I was being malnourished in some of the times when I was going through my battles in my in my warfare. Malnourished means when a person diet doesn't contain the right amount of nourishment. I was feeding off of my fear, my doubt, my anxiety, my depression, uh, my despair, negativity, all the lies. That's what I was feeding myself. But I had to start feeding myself the word of God. It was what that was nourishing me that was going to keep me strong in the battle that I was facing.
testings come to find out what we're made out, out of. And it keeps us knowing the commandments and the word of God. He puts us through these hard times to see if we're going to be faithful, loyal, to keep to keep God's word and his promises. So I'm telling you this. Just as Jesus was tempted of the, of the devil, he came and quoted the enemy. That is what you are called to do. Quote the enemy or quote, I'm sorry, quote the scriptures against the enemy. Quote the word of God against the enemy because your, the word of God is the only food source, the only supply you and I have as believers that is going to fight off the enemy. And if, if it requires us to get to the next level in doing it in this battle, this is exactly how we are supposed to do it. We are equipped for the battle. We have everything we need from the for uh, for this warfare for this battle. We have been highly um, uh, called out of God. Don't think what you're going through that nobody else has gone through. There is other people who have gone through it and walked through it and are on the other side and they're pulling you. They're voting for. They're cheering you on as well. So how do you stand your ground? You, you, you quote the word of God. You stand your ground by quoting God's word because that is the only thing that's going to ward off the enemy. He's made you and I citizens of this kingdom of God that doesn't take any mess from the enemy. We don't hold or we don't take no prisoner. I know that's an old saying, but it's still relevant for today. We don't take no prisoners. We're going to cut off every head of the enemy and take back what rightfully belongs unto us. Stand your ground. Even though the test gets hard and it's fierce, stand your ground. Don't be a coward and don't flinch. Why? Because God has got you. Hey there, my beautiful sisters. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the 18-Minute Revolution. For more information about me, my books, or my services, or if you are an aspiring author and you need help publishing your book, I would love the opportunity to speak with you. Please visit me at my website, www.paulenharper.com. I want to leave you with this scripture. Psalm 66 verse 12 from the Passion Translation. It reads, you've allowed our enemies to prevail against us. We pass through fire and flood. Yet in the end, you always bring us out better than we were before, saturated with your goodness. Until next time, keep pressing.